0: Welcome back to the Reactionaries podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, how is your day going today? Jeff,
1: it's going great.
0: That's good to hear. So this is our first full episode of Seagal September, uh, which uh, we are starting off with The Glimmer Man. We're going to watch four Steven Seagal movies this month, and we're actually squeezing in a fifth to start off uh, October for Halloween, because there's a movie where he fights zombies and vampires with a sword. Sounds like a Halloween movie to me. And after watching Glimmer Man, I am excited to see what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Seagal might
1: be my favorite actor we've covered so far.
0: He is amazing. He's I fantastic. Fight, I can't fight the undead. That'd be great if there's that, line, that scene in every movie where he's like, I can't fight the undead.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, he just adds the qualifier.
0: <laughs> yeah, to
1: each I thing. I can't fight the The
0: Russians.
1: (laughs) I can't fight
0: the Contras. (laughs) I can't fight Bananistan. Bananzistan.
2: Bananzistanians.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, Joe, this is 1996's Glimmer Man. Um, The plot of this movie is two cops are forced to work together to solve a chain of mysterious killings by a killer named the Family Man. And that does not come close to selling this movie at all.
1: Nope, that is one plot line out of five.
0: <laughs> yes. That would say, I would say that's, like, when I say central, I don't mean, like, the most, the biggest part of it. I mean, central in that sort of, like, when you peel back all the layers to an onion, there's the thing in the middle. Right. <laughs> but There's so much stuff outside of it. Yes. Like, like there is a copycat serial killer in this movie, and that's only a subplot to the bigger killings. Yes,
1: <laughs> Which in and of itself is a gigantic conspiracy <laughs> involving multiple agencies. Involving the CIA. The CIA, the very wealthy, the Russian mob.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. I got that the Russian mob was in it. I was I was pretty happy with that. But I was thinking it was going to be I, – I did not see this plot coming.
1: No, okay. well, we shouldn't reveal because we don't get to see it until about an hour into the movie. So we should yeah. – We should hold off, but
0: suffice to say, it's very fun. Yes. So, um, let's get started real quick. I want to start off off the top. This movie came out in October of 1996, Joe. Yes. It feels like it came out in 1991.
1: Or 1990. Yeah. Yeah. Very early 90s feel. Um, pulls a lot from the old buddy cop movies of the 80s Mm -hmm. and 90s. Um, but just much, much more poorly done. I would
0: say. If you if you've watched this movie. The perfect way for me to explain it to you, how out of time it is, this movie came out July, August, September, October, four months after Independence Day.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when you watch this movie, think about this movie came out at, like, Welcome to Earth, uh, you know, The Great Speech, uh, right. ch- the, the Checkmate, and the... Uh, you know, all, all the great uh, Jeff Goldblumisms. all of that was before Glimmer Man. Wow.
1: That's impressive. Although that was a blockbuster, I think it would be apt to try to compare it to, like, maybe Rush Hour, which I believe came out in 1998. Um, so about two years before Rush Hour. But Rush Hour had, like, gigantic explosions, full-on action scenes with, like, not sound effects in the background. You yeah. Know? Like, like, it was just... It was way more polished.
0: Well, this movie, there was supposed to be a lot more action scenes, but they got scrapped. There was one with a boat explosion. I'll be damned. I don't remember who was on the boat. Um, I think it was... Was Steven
1: uh, th- Seagal the boat?
0: <laughs> I think... <laughs> <laughs> this was supposed... They said, originally envisioned as a much larger action picture, similar in the scope to The Last Boy Scout. Mm. Yeah, and Solid that's right. Point. Uh, The bombing of a boat owned by Campbell, who lived on a houseboat instead of an apartment. Okay, (laughs) that
1: seems like that's less expensive than blowing up an entire apartment.
0: That's true. That does seem less uh, uh, less expensive. So, all right, Joe. Speaking of expensive, why don't we get into the financials and then we will get into Glimmerman.
1: All right, Jeff. The Glimmerman. The Glimmerman, made in 1996, directed by John Gray, with a budget of 45 million dollars. And a box office return of 20.35. Ooh,
0: when you got to get into like two digits after the, the decimal point, you know things didn't go well for the to movie. To
1: justify <laughs> <laughs> Um, That would score 89th, but Jeff, qualifier, it was a very good year. We had Space Jam. We had
0: Jurassic Park. We had some uh,
1: big-time summer movies back then.
0: Was this that the second Jurassic Park, right? Uh, I think it was the first. No. Now nah, you might be right. Um, yeah, Jurassic Park Jurassic Park was in 93.
1: Okay, so pull up 1996 for me real quick. I had let's... it up.
0: All right, let's do this. So uh, 1996, it was Independence Day, Twister, Mission Impossible. Ah, that the, was what it was. Yeah, The Rock. Joe, The this Nutty wor- Professor. This did worse than Harriet the Spy. Sure did. Did worse than D3, The Mighty Ducks. D3? Was Emilio Estevez even on at that point? No. This did worse than Multiplicity, a very Brady sequel. Jesus
1: Christ. (laughs) Uh, Suffice to say, it was a gigantic failure. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, are we ready? I am ready. Let's jump right in, Jeff. We start with dramatic music, and we get a POV shot from a train car. Intercut with crime scene photos. Okay, so it's got a very seventy feel. I feel like mm-hmm. it's trying to pull from seven with these early black and white crime scene photos.
0: Yeah, it, it really. Yeah, that's a good one. Seven. I said it was a lot like sort of like a like almost like I don't remember for what the intro was like, but it, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like Red Dragon sort yeah. of intro. Yeah, it
1: just looks like darker than your standard buddy cop movie, like fucking. Um, Why am I blanking? You know, (laughs) I'm too old for this shit.
0: (laughs) Oh, uh, Lethal Weapon. Which Lethal lethal Weapon weapon (laughs) starts with a woman getting thrown out of a window and dying. So I don't know how...
1: That's dark, but, like, it doesn't show, like, the after effect of her, like... And, like, a crime scene photos of multiple angles. And then she's staked up to a building wall, you know?
0: Yeah, there it is. I was going to say, there's no crucifixion in it.
1: Yeah, there's no dark, ritualistic murder in that.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, this... uh, The intro, very, like... Uh, yeah, like Red Dragon, sort of like dark, dark uh, uh crime drama.
1: You can tell it's going to be graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jeff, Brian Cox is in this. That's yes. exciting. Brian
0: Cox is in it. Nikki Cox is in it. <laughs> Nikki
1: Cox, unrelated.
0: <laughs> unrelated. Steven Tobol- Tobolowski, who's great, oh. uh, is in everything. Bob Gunton, who is in um, uh, 24 and Shawshank.
1: Oh, he's the the um, warden of Shawshank.
0: Yeah, he's the warden of Shawshank. This movie's got some people. It does. It didn't have a writer, but it's got no. some people.
1: They spent all the money on the actors. Um, so we open in this in this, you know, opening uh, credit scene. We get to see a masked man who's breaking into someone's home and he ends up shooting a woman in the head. Uh, yeah. And it's a really weird shot. It, like, follows the bullet, I think, all the way to her head. Like, the camera zooms up to her head.
0: Yeah, it's sort of, it's it's a it's a little trick shot. But I got so excited at this because I thought this was going to start with Steven Seagal wet work. But I was wrong. No. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, wet work. But no. Well, I also feel like we got jipped out of him at
1: the Buddhist temple, which we were expecting, which turns out he did. But, like, we didn't get that scene of, like, the
0: police chief going, we need you back, Cole. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, you know, I don't do that anymore, chief. Right. <laughs> Are you <laughs> asking me to come back? Me. Are you asking me? Will you do it? Yes. Yeah, of course. Um,
1: so then we get a busy police station, okay, uh-huh. as in all 90s. This is such a 90s shot.
0: Phones ringing, um, people shouting at each other, passing papers around. That's right.
1: Yeah, I had it listed here. But yes, like
0: papers passed around,
1: phone ringing, uh, random jargon.
0: It's the Uh, cut rate version of the um, the scene from um, Point Break with Johnny C. McGinley and um, and Keanu Reeves. It's like a a garbage version of that.
1: Right, right, right. Um, So Keenan Ivory Waynes walks in and his nickname is Chicken Noodle Campbell.
0: Yeah, because his last name's Campbell and they are clever.
1: Yes, everyone's clever in this movie. Uh, we'll call him Detective Campbell, for brevity's sake. Uh, lots of generic police chatter, is what I mm-hmm. said. Some wise cracks, And the chief says, no more 976 calls, whatever of course the fuck not. that
0: means. <laughs> Joe, if I had a dime for every time the chief told me no more nine, what, 976 calls? It's standard.
1: What is it, your first date, Rook? Yeah, come on. Uh, Detective Campbell discovers an overweight white guy digging through his files in his office. Turns out it's Steven Seagal as Lieutenant Cole. It's the Glimmer Man. It is the Glimmer Man. Uh, Cole worked New York and the DeMarco killings, but no one bothers to check if this is actually Lieutenant Cole.
0: I had such a hard time with, the, um, with his voice to start this movie. It was worse than Arnold in Hercules in New York to start this movie. I caught onto it. But at the beginning, it's just a lot like this Yeah,
1: yeah, very. Uh, so I'll give you a little uh, taste of my version of his. Campbell says, we work as a team around here. Cole says, you know, the way I work is uh, just like to kind of solve the case. I don't really care who gets the credit.
0: Yeah, that's called being a cop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Chris Rock routine. You're going to get credit for what you're supposed to do. Supposed to do. Uh, Seagal
1: delivers his lines. With the enthusiasm of a porn actor. Do you get that? Who like just shot multiple scenes? <laughs> like he's spent. Oh. Uh,
0: um
1: Campbell's been hunting a serial killer named the family man, as you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems to have a beef with Catholics, which really narrows it down. Yeah. Uh <laughs> at the crime scene, Cole has changed into a ridiculous gold kimono. Okay. Um, so the Amazing go- Gold kimono. Yeah, he doesn't have it on at the station Then they go to the actual crime scene And it's on Yeah And then he, he, he leaves the, the crime scene in the car And it's off again So it's it's, it's kind of interesting jacket.
0: It's his jacket
1: It's his actual jacket, right It's his jacket
0: Yeah uh,
1: Two more are found at, at a cheap motel Okay uh, Two more are found dead at the cheap motel uh, Crucified on the wall with barbed wire Around their heads
0: which is symbolizing the crown of thorns for Jesus. Yes.
1: Maid claims it wasn't in the top five weirdest things she's seen that week. It's just a little...
0: I, Joe, how did one person do this? How does <laughs> one rushing. person nail another person to the wall? It kind of feels like uh, there should be an accomplice here.
1: Yeah, like their arm would rip off or something because they're up really high on the wall. Yeah, you got to like stake one arm and then you got to go to the other but then you got to get the shoulders, too. I have no idea. I really don't. It's, um,
0: yeah, it's it's like, how do you start? You start, I guess you flop one hand up.
1: This is the body tree conversation all over again. <laughs> like, it is the body go? tree conversation. Um, so the stupid asshole nobody knows, i.e. Cole, is touching the bodies.
0: Yeah, he's just walking in and is just like, hello,
1: body, body. <laughs> body, body. <laughs> Just like rubbing body 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 uh duck 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 goose <laughs> uh cole says these aren't the same as the other killings and after all he's been on this case a whole 10 minutes
0: <laughs> yeah he's like this is different it's
1: like really? <laughs> Who's been doing this case for weeks now?
0: This is different than the pictures that uh, that I saw, but yeah, this is. I thought he was gonna be like another crime genius sort of guy, like like a house for crimes or like uh, the the super nerd on Criminal Minds. I thought he was gonna be like a, a or a monk. Like a, yeah, like a savant. Yeah. Type yeah. thing, but no, he's just, <laughs> he's just an idiot. He's just an idiot. Not an idiot savant, just an idiot. Um, someone made poop drawings
1: on the wall. I refuse to believe that's dried blood, Jeff. It looks nothing like dried blood. It's pretty brown. It's very brown. And I understand that, like, blood goes brown, but, like, it's thick, too. Like, it's just not blood. It's It's not chocolate
0: brown. It doesn't go chocolate. You know what? They probably did the old trick that they used to do in movies where they use Hershey syrup. But they were like, oh, that that worked because it wasn't in color. Right. (laughs) Um, On the drive back, Cole wants to know if Campbell's married. Yeah, um, it, very very funny conversation, because he's like, man, you know I don't want to talk about that. He's
1: like, yeah, all right. S- so you married?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he did it with... So we one of the things, we talked about this before we started recording. Keenan Ivory Wayne's character needs to be any other actor. Yes. We got spoiled after this Rush Hour came out, and it should be the... Like, he ruined this type of character for Keenan Ivory Wayne's. He retroactively ruined this character. Because... Campbell needs to be 10% faster, smarter, quicker, because that's Chris Tucker. He almost needs to
1: be 20% faster, smarter, quicker, because Seagal is like 10% less.
0: 10%, 10% slower. Yeah, I said everybody in this movie needs to either get off of quaaludes or onto cocaine, whichever, whichever works for them, because it is everything is just too slow. If you watch it on YouTube, you can speed it up 25%, and I did that in the deer, Normal movie. the 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 deer penis powder scene. And it actually played really well.
1: Okay, good to know, it's guys. Just, so. it
0: just too slow. Because, so, we'll get to there. We'll, we'll get to that scene. But, yeah, it's just, it's a mess. It, Film it, watching it's just, pro
1: tip. Watch this movie on 25% faster if you can. It'll help. Uh, Cole accepts a call for a, pol- a potential suicide, even though they're homicide. And Campbell is not pleased. Uh,
0: this uh, potential, so the call comes in. Somebody's barricaded in a classroom with hostages. Yeah. And the first reaction is, that's suicide, not homicide. It's like, right. there's hostages. That's homicide. That is, the... who are well, the suicide really, cops? Ne- it's really neither. Like, that's you need true. a
1: hostage negotiator at that point.
0: They have a hostage negotiator. His name is Lieutenant Cole, the Glimmer
1: Man. Oof, yeah. We'll see how that one goes. Uh, But Cole does rationalize his, his logic here. He says, the way I look at it, death is, oh, wait, hold on. We're looking at it, death is death. You know, I mean, we gotta have compassion for the dead, the dying, uh the could be dying or the about to be dead. Ironproof logic persuades Campbell
0: to go. That's right. He's like, some some people die, and uh depending on uh the circumstances, he's like, I will drive to this scene if you shut up. Shut just, up. <laughs> just shut up. I'll do it. Fine.
1: By the way, and Jeff, I, major props. You did call this whole sanctity of life thing. They put it right there.
0: Right there in the middle. And what was funny was the first time I watched this, I was so like taken aback i was trying to figure out what was going on when they said possible suicide i thought the person was already dead and uh, so and so then they like the only reason i went back because they were like all right the person's dead and they just tear out of there, sirens on i was like wait a second this person's not getting any more dead you don't have to right. risk your life to get there
1: right 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 take your time
0: take
2: your time
1: uh, Priests are ushering out the students And teachers when they Sh- arrive
0: Straight up Friar Tuck looking monks Right <laughs> <I> <laughs> Giant with, the, robes with the rope around them. Yeah Real Cunefero Sarah looking dudes are, are teaching here
1: That's right uh, Johnny Deverell is the shooter He's got a classroom full of kids And a teacher and his, ex- and his ex-girlfriend in there uh, We find out that the girlfriend Just broke up with him And he's mm-hmm. had drug charges before this and also, he was seeing a therapist for a while, and all of these things kind of matter.
0: Yeah, but what was funny is he got sent to a therapist for drugs. Yeah, like did he smoke some weed, and they're like, "You have to go to therapy,
1: dude." That's what happens with rich kids. Like,
0: I guess just, so. Everybody goes a yeah.
1: little weed, or like you take one too many Tylenol, and <laughs> one too many Tylenol. <laughs> Uh, I love how casually these two dickheads are coming up the stairs. No guns drawn, not on alert. Yeah, Did you just,
0: that? they just kind of stroll up there. Yeah,
1: they're like bantering as they walk up these stairs, and people are like running panicked by them, which is the natural reaction. They don't even have their guns drawn, they could give a shit.
0: Yeah, they're just like, whatever, if I die, I die.
1: Yeah, if everyone dies, who cares? It's not like my job. This isn't even our fucking jurisdiction. Um, <laughs> this is suicide cops, <laughs> right? Uh, also, how'd these idiots get past SWAT? Well, SWAT's not there yet. Really? I thought SWAT was like...
0: No, they said call. They SWAT wasn't there yet, and it said something about what, what good are they, and he said they look good in black.
1: Oh, uh, okay, okay. Like,
0: oh, he said, why do we even have SWAT teams? And he said, because they look good in black. That That's Steven, right. That was Steven Seagal's big zinger. That's right.
1: Uh, so Nikki Cox plays the girlfriend... ...of Unhappily Ever After fame. Also, (laughs) Jay Moore's wife... ...for those of you who don't know. Uh, Also, she
0: was in an episode of Star Trek... ...as a little alien child. I just know that. Good for her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Cole uses the loudspeaker... ...to trick Johnny. Let's break down this plan, Jeff. Alright. Cole uses... uh, ...or he speaks through a cell phone... ...while Campbell holds up a separate cell phone... ...to the loudspeaker mic in the office... This yep. is presumably to trick Johnny into thinking Cole's in the office, right? Yes. However, Cole tells Johnny to look out the window and he'll see him, meaning he's tricking Johnny into thinking he's outside or in the building across the street. When so, Johnny so, does not, this,
0: so not in the office.
1: So not in the office. Correct. When Johnny does this, he bursts in with his gun drawn but doesn't shoot. Finally, Cole enters the classroom, puts down his gun. Completing the most pointless plan I've ever seen unfold in any movie ever.
0: He did all of this to get in the room without his weapon. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) He could have just knocked and opened the door. Or just opened the door. Just
1: open the door and walk in. I mean, if you really don't care about getting shot, it's like...
0: Yeah, if you're going to throw the door open either way. I mean, I... Because at this point, Johnny doesn't know the cops are there.
1: Right. But he should know where the loudspeaker is.
0: Yeah, he should know that that's in the office. This is insane.
1: It's an insane scene when you think about it. Uh, Johnny then motions to kill himself while saying, I can't go back with him. Cole says, with who? Uh, He's in a Catholic school genius. You do the math. Yeah. Oh, boy. Could be a priest. Could be (laughs) a priest. Uh, Cole tackles Johnny out of a window and through
0: another window across the alley. So it does turn out that there was another... (laughs) (laughs) absolutely insane and then i if you've listened from the beginning you know i did math on fast and the furious stuff to figure out things the force needed he didn't need to go that fast to do that i took some liberties on like glass well if you accept that this is a world where glass windows break easily which we don't live in then he then it was fine but if it was actual glass he would have just bounced off the glass probably
1: (laughs) right and also that's got to be like how does he not just, like, how did their legs not hit the edge there and they just fall down? Because <laughs> like, it's an action movie, Joe. It's an action movie. Uh, so, girlfriend screams. Nikki Cox says, I love you, Johnny, because there's nothing more romantic than watching your ex hold children at gunpoint.
0: Oh, it's so great, Joe. So just great. like the end. Of, it's the opposite of the ends of end of Guns Akimbo.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, yeah, so just to be clear, he went out one window and into a building about 10 feet away and another Crap. window. Yes. So, very cool. Through a window, yeah. Like, somehow I think they're both on the upper story, too. I don't think he went down a story.
1: That's interesting. I think he
0: kind of Supermaned <laughs> him across a little rage in action.
1: Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frank Deverell arrives, Johnny's mm-hmm. rich stepfather. And Frank thanks Cole for not killing his stepson. Cole responds by trying to be patronizing, uh, but just coming off awkward.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, um, yeah, very dismissive of him. Like, like oh, okay. right
1: off, right off the gate, or like right out of the gate, there's this animosity toward the rich guy. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting.
0: Which, by the way, if you're gonna have a name make sure it's a name that every character can produce pronounce because I thought this guy's name was Devereaux. Uh, uh, and so because of the way Steven Seagal says it, but no, I couldn't Deverell. figure it out.
1: Yeah. It's Devereaux. Uh, Frank's bald, bald, bald bodyguard who I call Baldyguard, <laughs> likes Cole's kimono, which is a huge red flag. Yeah. It's, a uh, not, a
0: uh, yeah, not, I cannot ideal.
1: be trusted this guy. No, uh, Baldy guard comes in and interrupts Cole. So they're back at the station now. Uh, and the Baldy guard comes in and he interrupts Cole pretending to do police work. He's just like stacking photos, like looking at each one of them.
0: Yeah. He's, and then, he's, he's kind of doing the same thing. Like he watched, uh, Cole just sneak in earlier and is kind of just like, let me just do the same thing here. Let me just, Yeah, I can
1: just imagine like taking notes while Keenan Ivory Waynes is going through his just routine, you know, yeah. paperwork stuff. And he's like. Oh, you pick up the papers. Oh, you look at the you look at the photos. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I can do this. And
0: it's it's and it's like um when he does it, I imagine it's like the scene in Good Burger where uh Kel reviews the contract. And he's like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. I know some of these words. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
1: he, uh Baldigard requests Cole's testimony for an insanity plea, but Cole refuses. Cole says guard looks more like an attorney, which I'm sure is a sick burn in his mind.
0: You look more like an attorney. It's like, hey. oh, well, thank you. It takes a lot of work to become an attorney.
1: Thanks. Yeah, it means I'm dressing well. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, it Cole means said, I don't look like hell. Right,
1: right. But then Cole says, now get your ugly white ass out of here and don't come back. Question. Is Seagal
0: trying to pull a dolazol here? <laughs> yeah, that's what I wrote. I wrote down, too, and I was like, I'm sorry. White? <laughs> Do you, yeah, well, <laughs> does Steven Seagal know what he looks like?
1: Do you want a mirror? <laughs> yeah. This is something to keep an eye on this month, because I have a feeling this is not the last time he's going to pretend to be a race he's not. No, it is not, Joe. Uh, <laughs> so we got the morgue. That's where we're at now. And apparently
0: it's standard protocol to have female corpses with their tits out at the morgue. Incredible choice. <laughs> Just... In a movie full of choices, like so, we've already gotten Steven Seagal's whole rope-a-dope with the uh, with the thing, and then we've got kimono. the jacket, the the kimono, the gold shimmering kimono, and then Joe, what's the choice they make in the uh, in the coroner's office?
1: Jeff, every female has their tits exposed, um, the front of their face and their breasts exposed that's where it cuts off right you can't go right it would be indecent to show their stomach or or, or lady parts just right underneath the breast that's totally professional
0: yeah that's how you do it that's that's what's called a uh, a perk of the job that's right <laughs> <laughs>
1: um don't know if this will help crack the case but all the
0: female victims appear
1: to have breast implants that was another thing
0: yeah, it was uh, not... Uh, what's the best way to put this? Not a, a wide array of sizes. No, no. <laughs> it, was, it was the same size. Same size. Um,
1: the motel victim had bone cancer. We find this out. Uh, her name's Roslav or something like that. Uh, Cole shows off his eugenic skills and determines she's Russian, most likely Georgian, from her hair and cheekbones and genetic bone structure
0: yeah um that's that was... that's a real just i i watched the scene i was just like okay, okay. <laughs> like i have no no other words i have yeah, no I, other words
1: campbell's not even buying it he's like what the hell are you talking about
0: what the best part was he like what you think she was she's an aquarius too and he goes was an aquarius You're we so have a, bus. yeah we have a broken vessel it's like come on dude Come on, and then uh, the uh, so you want to know how timely this this movie is. Uh, the uh-huh. corner says, uh, "Who am I?" The amazing Randy. That's right. <laughs> Do you know who the amazing Randy is? I had to Google this
1: guy. Uh, I think he was a comedic magician. No, you're
0: thinking of.
1: I'm um, thinking of the amazing Jonathan, aren't I?
0: Yes. Okay. The amazing Randy was the guy who tried to debunk Yuri Geller on Johnny Carson. <laughs> That's right. I had to Google this guy, which. Shoved the Yuri uh, Geller into the stratosphere of popularity and the amazing Randy into the into the floor because it didn't That's work right. out well. He he looked like a jerk. He did look like a jerk.
1: Um, so uh, what do I say here? Oh shit! Cole cuts a breast implant and runs the number.
0: I'm a regular Sherlock Holmes. He just like the corner wasn't even like yeah. like, he just, <laughs> like he just picks up a scalpel and just like. There you go, completely clean. Yeah, no, no blood. He doesn't wash his hands
1: or anything. It's just, yeah, sitting in his like hand.
0: Com- like he opened the Thanksgiving turkey and was pulling out the giblets. Like he was just like, let me just get in here and get these out here. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say like, I would wash my hands before and after. Totally, <laughs> totally.
1: Um, yeah, but it was like it came right out of the box, no blood, no nothing. Yeah. Uh, so then we get to go to Deverell's house, and he has a nice house. Uh he orders Baldyguard to have their Russian friends take care of Cole. Also discusses some ominous secretive situation which we don't get enough information on.
0: Yeah, and this scene is in like every use this hits a lot of nineties beats. It's the evil guy sitting in his massive dining room alone at one end of the table and he's just either just starting dinner or just finishing dinner right and and yeah he's just finished dinner his plates are getting cleared and it's just like this scene is in every movie with the bad guy
1: yes yes uh so then we go back to the cops and we find out that cole's ex moved to la with the kids Mm -hmm. uh Then they visit the Chinese convenience store. Okay, they drive to a Chinese convenience store for some free tea and powdered deer penis. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I don't still don't know what they went there for. Did he go there for green tea? Uh, He went
1: there for to buy something because there's nothing. There's no hints there. They're not yeah. interrogating
0: anyone. They walk in. So this is the scene. They walk in. Keenan Ivory Wayans chats up the lady that's watching Casablanca. Yeah. He starts to sneeze at incense. They give him powdered deer penis. Right. He spits it out. And it's then for leave. the deer penis. And then <laughs> they leave.
1: The whole scene sets up the the running joke that they have of deer penis throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, so so just to be clear,
0: there's deer antler, which is for your penis. Yeah, and right. then deer penis, which is for your allergies. Just that's so correct. everybody knows, there's two types of powdered deer stuff in this movie. They should have right. made it two different animals to clear it up, but they didn't. And
1: cockroaches. Apparently Chinese people sell cockroaches. I did not know that.
0: Yeah, and it, he's like, I could I could make money without even leaving my house, dude. Call an exterminator, buddy. That's right. <laughs> got that many cockroaches. It's uh, time to move. Yeah, but uh, this is where we got the yeah. Don't you know I'm black? Which really is right. what you thought it was. She's talking yeah. talking to him in Chinese, and he's like, "Don't you know I'm black?" And it's like, okay.
1: He could have just said American or like English. I don't know. Um, Campbell assures everyone he doesn't cry during movies. That's another ongoing joke. Yeah, he
0: had to definitely. He had to definitely make sure that. Um, that uh, yeah, nobody knows that he cries during the movie.
1: Yeah. So to be clear, this scene. Holds no purpose but to set up two ongoing running jokes in this movie.
0: That's pretty much it, because there's no reason for him to be in there.
1: Right, right. Uh, So on the ride back, Cole explains his mala, is what he calls it, or Tibetan prayer beads. Uh, He uses them to calm his mind, which is always racing,
0: yeah he's so he's so frenetic in a mile a minute he definitely needs this to calm him down i would say dude maybe use the beads a little less
1: <laughs> right <laughs> they made a lead um the boys get a call to meet an informant in the case mm-hmm. uh under the docks uh yeah they meet him under the docks uh wait really quick before i get to this do you think these beads are like his jesus chain like, maybe they're just going to show up in every Steven Seagal movie.
0: That would be incredible, and I would not doubt that. I'd be it's, fucking it's like, stoked. It's like the bead Saga. It'd
1: be amazing. Uh, so then there's three guys with a knife there. Um, and five more Russian gangsters hiding in the back. Uh, so there's fighting. Um, oh, we find out that fighting is against Cole's religion. But apparently slitting throats isn't.
0: Dude, okay. Time out. <laughs> okay absolutely insane because uh one before we get to him slitting the throat okay uh, they he says uh we got the badges guns looks like he brought a screwdriver to a gunfight okay you made it a gunfight first of all right uh, not them and then um yeah uh they just let him get something out of his back pocket and it turns out to be a credit card joe what's in the credit card there's a razor blade in there <laughs> This dude busts out James Bond technology in the middle of this movie that we never see before and never see after, because he's right. got a credit card with like a pop-out razor blade. And
1: what what exactly do they think he's going to do here? <laughs> like they're like letting
0: him grandstand. Like he's
1: not getting mugged. That's not what this is.
0: Yeah, and he, yeah, he's but he's like acting like he's getting mugged. They're right. Like, they're like what are you doing stop stop but he's like oh let me let me get my wallet out it's like come on dude let me give him a credit card oh yeah because he was like he was trying to counter bribe them he's like i got thousands of dollars in my pocket like i'm sure you do right
1: uh
0: cole slap
1: fights a guy this is the first time we get exposure to cole's incredible slap fighting and that's no underestimating like jeff was just waving his hands around this is 90 percent of how steven seagal fights
0: just imagine like uh somebody farted near you and you're just trying to like get the smell away. But, but it's with,
1: really like, bad. So you got to use two hands
0: <laughs> with two hands and just kind of just start moving your shoulder and elbow joints randomly. And that's right. what you get. He doesn't even move his head. He's just kind like, <laughs> Joe, this is a staple. This style of fighting is a staple in Steven Seagal. Movies.
1: Dude, he rules. I remember, dude, I remember this because, um, I think it was Will Sasso used to do an impression of him on. Yes. Mad TV.
0: On Mad TV where everyone would be jumping out and he would just be standing there and just like, like just I used to think it was
1: exaggerated it's exactly how he fights
0: it's amazing it
1: is amazing uh so this whole scene kind of like results in him slap fighting a guy off a ledge where he is impaled on an excavator
0: so here's the thing he will slap fight guys but he loves the forward kick Because he he forward kicked this guy off the thing. That's like the most energy that Steven Seagal will expend in one of his movies.
1: Yeah, there's not multiple types of kicks. It's not like he does a roundhouse. He can do like a high kick. It's a mid chest kick. Stomach to chest. That's it. Uh,
0: Imagine if you were watching like a rock music video or a rap music video where they like kick down a door to come through to like sing. It's that same amount of energy and that same kick. Just straight ahead kick. Just moderate force.
1: Yeah, no no curveballs. Uh so much mediocre comedic banter here. It's insane.
0: Uh, he, yeah, so uh uh Steven Seagal is trying to interrogate the guy and he's like, "Do you speak Russian?" Like, "No." He's like, "Let me try." And he's just and then Keenan Ivory Wayne just starts banging his head against the trunk of the car. And he says, "Uh I speak black Russian."
1: And he's like, "That's
0: that's not a thing."
1: Right. And then Cole's like, "I see that you do." Read him his rights, even though
0: he's passed out. Nah, he knows him.
1: <laughs> he knows him. Yeah, that's like two minutes that you can just skip. Fifteen seconds, you will not miss a thing.
0: There's a um, lot of those like micro scenes in this movie, like when we watched a, a karate. Was it a karate cop or a mega cop? Omega cop, where the he's chasing the kid. And I was just yes. like, nope. <laughs> I was like, nope. Let me get to the <laughs> end of this chase because I know nothing happens.
1: But that one's glorious because to get the full effect of it and to laugh as hard as you need to, you need to watch the whole two minutes. <laughs> just, um, so back at the station, Campbell is concerned about Cole, mm-hmm. and the camera guy is drunk. I don't know if you noticed that. No. <laughs> they're, they're like tilting, like it's tilted, and then it kind of like. Tilts the other way. And then I didn't even catch that. Shot. And it's like completely at angles. Like bizarre drunk angles.
0: Yeah. And his his whole thing that breaks down to. He's like where do you learn to speak Chinese. Dress like a monk. And fight well. I don't know. China? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like his whole thing is like. I think this guy's been to China. Like that's that's the basis of their whole. Like Steven Seagal is weird argument. It's like this dude's been to China. And there's lots of murders around this murder cop. They were 25 years ahead of their time. That's right. They they, they knew.
1: Right. Uh, The killer is at it again. This time, he shoots the husband first, okay? So we flash to a scene. He's breaking into a house again. We don't know who this killer is. And he shoots the husband first this time, also shoots the wife.
0: Yeah, and so they act like this has got to be the same killer. But there were eight killings in six months and then two killings in a week. If they. it, they should really be cons- more concerned about this because a change in behavior co- is 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 a trigger. I've watched a lot of Criminal Minds, Joe. Sure, and sure, a sure. Change, a change in behavior <laughs> is, a, is a big problem.
1: So here's the other thing, um, and I guess it's quite possible. I mean, we'll we'll reveal it, but like this is not the same as the actual serial killer. Okay. No. Yeah. It's, um, but the actual serial killer then would have to be shooting these people in the head. And then putting them up on a wall. Like, any basic crime scene investigator could figure that out. And then you got to wonder, why is the serial killer
0: shooting them in the head and then hanging them up? Like, Well, he wants them dead, but then he has the ritualistic aspect of the religious part of it. But I always
1: assumed that he would be, like, torturing them, not killing them immediately. It was just kind of a weird—like, that seems like—and granted, they don't reveal it in the movie, so we don't know if— the real serial killer shooting people in the head but if he isn't that seems like that's a clue
0: well no cuz all right so he's not a tor- not all serial killers are torture ser- ser- serial killers okay some of them are compelled to kill but then as soon as the kill is done they're like
1: have what have i done out of
0: it. they have to they well they have to they feel like they have to atone for it ah. and so he's making these people religious figures with jesus connotation sort of thing. That's why he crucifies him. And that's why he's in church and that's why, you know, his whole thing and
1: then the poop picture's on the wall.
0: Well then then he has his fun. <laughs> then he poos in his hand and smears it all over the wall. This is also part of the process. It's all part of the
1: process. This
0: is very yeah.
1: it's, that's impressive. That is yeah. just
0: impressive. Like I said, I've seen a lot of criminal minds. There's a lot of uh serial killer profiling in that show.
1: You're a regular Hannibal lector.
0: That's <laughs> that's right. That's me. I'm gonna uh, DoorDash some fava beans. <laughs> Do you know what wine uh, pairs with that, Joe? I believe it's a nice canty. Ah, okay. Uh,
1: so we're back at the station. Cole is training Campbell in criminal psychology by showing him the stupid wall drawings and asking him to interpret them. This scene pissed me off. Just a quick aside, but we'll we'll get into the dialogue. So Campbell says. Uh, so, yeah, so Cole is basically saying, what do you see here with these poop drawings? Campbell yeah. says, punishment punishment and purification. He believes he's helping these people by turning them into martyrs. Only he can't get any satisfaction. So he keeps doing it, getting bolder and bolder until he's either caught or killed. And he ain't getting his orders from the devil either. He believes he's listening to Jesus himself. Let's be clear here. He got all of this from stick figures.
0: yes. <laughs> Five-year-old stick figures. Yeah, it's like a little kid shows you their art, and it's like, I see that you're very tortured inside. It's like, <laughs> no, it's a doggy. It's like, I understand what this doggy means, little girl. I'm like, it, it, it's my doggy Rex. <laughs> you're
1: Already calling nine. <laughs> One. One.
0: It's like, where are the bodies? <laughs> right. I think I got her. <laughs> <laughs> because I got the family. I got the family man. It's a six-year-old girl
1: it's my six-year-old daughter um so then we're back at the house uh where the people got killed and these two bodies have been discovered all of this fake blood looks like dookie this time we get to see like a big streak up the wall yeah
0: Yeah, it's like he just walked down the hallway just like
1: in his butt and then just smeared up the staircase um cole has a stupid pouty face when he sees the woman which i laughed really hard at and then i they finally reveal why that's the case but it's like this he's like
0: yeah he just looks he's just like hmm. he's mm-hmm. like, like, uh, uh, like, like like he seems like this is supposed to be his wife so what it, so it's his ex-wife and i think this is supposed to be his um like his, his poker face but it's just him just like looking like he's He's throwing a fit. He looks like a six-year-old who they were like, they don't have chocolate chip, buddy. Like, you can't get that. <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> but he also has, like, a confused, like...
0: Yeah. You know, That's what the kid thing. Like, the kid was, kids don't understand that you sometimes don't have things. Right. You know? Like, yeah. you go to a store, they have everything. But if they're out of cookies, chocolate chip cookies or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's almost like uh, Campbell needs to come over and be like, oh, buddy, see, here's what happens. Sometimes <laughs> when you're a cop...
0: <laughs> People you got to see dead
1: body. People die, right? People.
0: And this and is after the guy was puking. Remember, he's like, "Somebody get this version off my crime scene." Because right. he was just standing on the stairs puking.
1: <laughs> that's right. Um, so we go back to the station, and Detective Roden, A.K.A. the Donut Guy from earlier,
0: uh, just try crack.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. So I earlier, about, yeah. I don't think I mentioned it actually, but Campbell like shits on his. One of his co workers for eating donuts, which seems pretty standard to me. Um, Anyway, Donut Guy has analyzed the prints from the woman's body. It's Cole's, okay? Keep this in mind. Keep this in mind. Campbell wants a background check on Cole. uh, And Cole wants the stick figure pictures to be sent out to every psych ward and prison in the US because it's so
0: unique. Yeah, they're like, oh, this, like, the, the person gets them, gets it in and, like, picks up, pulls something out of their briefcase that their kid drew him and is like, wait a second, <laughs> this is the same. <laughs> God damn it.
1: Um, Are we supposed to know this random chick that turns out to be Cole's girlfriend? Because there's no setup whatsoever.
0: <laughs> it's walks- his wife, dude. It's his new wife. Right. Because she, like, yeah, she just shows up and he just, like, walks in. And then uh, we're like for- 30 to 40 minutes into the movie, and this woman just
1: pops up on screen. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, so, and it's, she's on the phone, right?
1: Right, and she's like,
0: "Oh, honey, how was work?" It's like, "No, you can't do that. You can't just drop." Yeah, and then yeah, we don't know who this woman is, and we find out, oh, it's his wife. Right. Turns
1: out the woman was Cole's ex-wife. Uh, uh, oh, oh. Turns out the other woman, the dead woman, was Cole's ex-wife.
0: Yeah, uh, but it was so funny the way it was played. It was like, no. Uh, somebody else died yes because you're a murder cop because
1: now he has to tell his kids the bad news he's their primary caretaker from here on out (laughs) um these kids are so bad at acting that they won't even show their reaction through a rain-covered window we instead get a very dry sigh from cole's wife yeah why does she have to go tell them well, he has to go tell. Them. Oh,
0: that's right. That's right. That's right. He goes out there and he like kneels down and then it cuts to her.
1: Well, yeah. So they don't even show the kids reacting. It's just her looking through the window. And then it kind of like focuses back on her in the foreground. And she's just like, geez, you know, Like gives one of those looks. But yeah, how bad me. are these kids at acting that they can't even go like this?
0: <laughs> yeah, they won't. They won't cut like they they won't take the camera outside. They, right. they they do do the uh, the pretzy just reacting to it instead of actually doing it. So sort of right. she's just like, oh, no. Yeah.
1: La-la-la-la-la. These kids can't even do the basic, like, put your hands over your yeah. head and pretend and, to suck. And bounce your shoulders. Bounce shoulders, yep. And uh,
0: then, Joe, so we get a smash cut to Buddhism. Do we get Buddhism right away? Yeah, because uh, they're... Um, oh, yeah. Cole calls Mr. Smith in this scene. Oh, yeah, he calls Mr. Smith, and then we get a smash cut to no, he gets he does Buddhism and then he calls Mr. Smith.
1: Okay, he's meditating or something like
0: that. Yeah, because after the scene with his 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 new wife and his kids, it cuts to him like cross legged praying, and that's when he has the weirdest message: that tell Mr. Smith that Mr. Jones needs to contact him right away. Which the tell Mr. Smith that somebody else needs to contact him right away.
1: But it turns out that's his name. He's Mr. Jones.
0: Joe, so it's. it's <laughs>
1: <laughs> smith ignores him it doesn't matter it doesn't it's matter like, fuck this
2: guy
0: <laughs> yeah this scene doesn't need to exist because he, no. he could he could easily just show up at the restaurant and have it plays the exact same way
1: exactly the same yes this is a classic pointless scene uh campbell finds out that cole has no history beyond the demarco case mm-hmm. uh which we keep hearing about but we don't really get details about uh Roden orders two cups of coffee for himself. What's next? Is he going to smoke a whole pack of cigarettes at once? We get it. He's a 90s cop.
0: <laughs> is he going to be too old
1: for this? This dude survives on donuts coffee and that's it. And
0: Jack Daniels.
1: Jack Daniels. Um, Campbell also finds out that Cole was married to the last victim. This is where there's a lot of these scenes, by the way, where like the audience already knows this stuff. But, like, we have to f- watch other characters get the information.
0: Yeah, it's like the audience is way ahead of everybody, uh, way ahead of everybody and we're just like,
1: all right, guys, catch Let's up. Let's move along. Catch <laughs> yeah. up. Um, we get a smash cut to the funeral, okay? The kids look annoyed to be there, so I get why they didn't focus on their faces when they got the news. Because at the funeral, they're just like, get me out of here. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here anymore.
0: And Joe, this looks to be a similar cemetery to the one in Fast and the Furious. Very similar, yeah. It's out on a hill overlooking L.A. Uh huh. And this is Joe. I just like to point out, I'm putting these. This is only five years before the Fast and the Furious. That's incredible. Less than five years, actually. It's about four and a half years. Just, just think about that. <laughs> it's amazing. It really um, feels like it's from like 1990.
1: It does, or even the 80s. I would go as far back as like late 80s, 89. Uh, Campbell shows up to chastise cole at a funeral about his dead wife and his checkered past
0: yeah and uh this is where he gives him the folder yes the folder is great do you want to
1: yes you can no you do it
0: okay so the, the af- he just shows up after the uh the funeral shape real shades of um I was, I was gonna see if there was gonna be like a charger and a maserati chasing each other in the background. Right, but real shades. He just shows up and he's like, "All right, we got our next case." Keno everywhere and Ivory Wayne says, "This is Steven Seagal," and hands him a folder. He's like, "This folder is empty." It's like, "Yeah, that's pretty much everything we know about you." That's right. <laughs> they are so blasé about this cop being their prime suspect.
1: Right, that they've allowed to go to every crime scene,
0: and he could just has he can just look at all the information, like. Full
1: access to to his office, yeah. Yeah,
0: IA doesn't even do anything except for the the polygraph. That's a great scene. (laughs) It's a great scene. We'll get to it. But it's just like, take him off the case immediately. Yeah, what are you doing? (laughs) What is happening?
1: If this guy is the killer, okay, and he's your prime suspect, he can do anything he wants to derail this case at this point.
0: This man has already sliced open a person in pursuit of this of this case. He will three do whatever. People. Oh, you're oh, yeah. talking
1: about the dead body.
0: The dead yeah, body. Yeah. Yes. He sliced somebody open to get evidence. He is a loose cannon and you're just letting him run around. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not to mention the three people he whose throats he slit and the and guy he just, impaled on an excavator.
0: He just showed up. Nobody trusts him. Everybody's yeah. like we don't know what happened with you. Nobody trusts this guy. No though. one can
1: vouch for him.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just he as far as they know he just appeared. Right. And they're just like they dude, give him a little bit less leash. If he just appeared in your in your police station.
1: Right. 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 Um so Campbell says, "We found your print at your ex-wife's house." Cole says, "Well, she's my ex-wife. I pick my kids up there. Well, she's my ex-wife. I pick my kids up there all the time." Campbell says, "The print's on the body." Cole
0: says, planted. Case closed. We never get resolution for this. Not once. We get no resolution to this fingerprint thing, Joe. Yeah. Case closed. It's fine. Done. That's as far as they go. Because I'm trying to think of when he would have gotten his print. I guess maybe Deverell could have gotten his print from the CIA but they don't seem to be like at that point yet. Yeah. So it, it has to be
1: right. Cause I figured maybe it was on a forearm or something on the hand or I don't yeah. know, something to touch normally, but like, no, then they wouldn't even bring it up once they knew it was his wife had to be on the actual like
0: body actual body. So and how
1: I have no idea. And there's no way they could have gotten it planted.
0: It doesn't make any sense. They easy, easy rewrite. It was in the bedroom easy rewrite right yeah because y- if you show that he clearly has gloves hand. on yeah if it shows he's clearly has gloves on when he's in the room like there's a shot of him picking something up or something and says do you know did you have gloves on in the room yes there's your fingerprint in the room oh that's my ex-wife right one that's being a really bad cop on his end you kind of have to tell people if that's your ex-wife well
1: yeah that's what keenan ivory ivory waynes is really pissed off about yeah um anyway we hop to the restaurant and Cole visits an Italian restaurant. Okay, that's what mm-hmm. this is. Uh, he slaps the maitre d. Right upon entry, uh, breaks the bodyguard's hand, interrupts Smith's lunch with a senator, and then throws the bodyguard, same bodyguard, through a partition.
0: Mm-hmm. Gr- great We're thing is in this scene. A hell of a way that... to
1: make an entrance. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> sorry, I, I just whacked my mic. Um, great thing in this scene that you skipped over is when he walks into the restaurant because the maitre d has this like super thick italian accent he's like hello lintos and he's like no it's closed for a thing blah 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 glimmer man is super rude to him and we find out that this is a fake accent and then glimmer man punches him and says you kind of talk too much then he takes the phone receiver and says yeah we got a table for you come on come on down (laughs)
1: So unnecessarily assholeish. It's
0: just like it's so great. And it's this amazing. this thug guy that he fights and beats up talks so spicy the second time because he beats him up and then he talks spicy and then he beats him up again and then he, doesn't he beat him up three times?
1: Three times, yes. Because this is after the meeting he also gets beat up. So yeah. But first, Cole believes uh, he's talking to uh, Smith, who's sitting at the booth. Uh, Cole believes that the last two killings were a work of a professional assassin and that Smith might be involved. Uh, there are also hints that Cole used to work for Smith as an assassin. Uh Uh-huh. Um, Cole then, okay, after everything gets resolved, it does slash it doesn't, but you brought up, he does a great thing here too, where he, um, eats part of a cannoli that's sitting there Mm -hmm. and then he (laughs) yanks the napkin out from the bread basket and the bread goes flying
0: all over the table. Yeah, the bread just goes flying.
1: Then he wipes (laughs) his mouth with that napkin and throws it back on
0: the table. It is an incredible bit of, there's so many things that I'm like, I don't know if Steven Seagal is trying to be funny or trying to be serious. Right. He's a great straight, great, comedic straight man. Good God.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, he's, he's, um, don't know. Who's that guy that made The Room? What was his name again?
0: Oh, I know who you're talking about. Why am I? He's
1: that dude. He is that dude. Uh, oh, but hi I
0: Mark. Oh, hi Mark. Oh, hi Mark.
1: Yeah. Um. So on his way out the door, Cole beats up seven guys. Okay. Tommy
0: Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau.
1: Tommy Wizzo. He's got very Tommy Wiseau-ian, uh charm. Uh, Cole then beats up seven guys on his way out of the restaurant, including that poor bodyguard. <laughs>
0: Who calls, tells him to get his Chinese Mushu pork potions out of here That's which, right It's a white guy why would you say this I have no idea <laughs> It's like really racist but not against Steven Seagal Yeah what's the Isn't there like a great
1: bit for, uh, from some movie or show Where like a white guy gets called the n-word And he's just really
0: confused <laughs> yeah, He doesn't know if he should be Yeah it's, it's pretty good And then um, in this fight Joe did you catch that there was a Split second shot that they cut in the middle of the shot, like they and change the camera, like there's a jump.
1: There are a lot of jumps in this fight.
0: Well, it's so what it is is it's the camera. A guy is like jumping out from a booth, and the camera is sort of at a three quarter shot of him. Uh But then there's just a split cut where the camera moves maybe ten degrees, like like someone bumped the camera and they just had to cut and go back to it it's at 36 minutes and 14 seconds it very is very interesting i was i watched it a couple times cuz i thought something happened on youtube and, but nope that's just how it is
1: That's just how it is um he does have this interesting while we're talking about the fight scene this interesting um like punch into a pole or something it's like a quick double punch but it's mm-hmm. so like quick um that it just looks kind of cool. I don't know. It was my favorite part of the movie. I would say it was a pretty
0: good. It was. I know what you're talking about. It's a, it's a good. Uh, good shot. It's a good shot.
1: Um, so he then answers the phone on the way out and says the restaurant is closed for two months. LOL. I guess.
0: Yeah, he's like closed for Reno renovations. Uh, two months. Is that but, a joke? <laughs> uh, but he asks Brian Cox if he validates parking, and he gives him a little wave. You give him right. a little wave. Like, come on, man.
1: <laughs> um, Campbell gets a call from Melanie Sardis back at the station now, who knows the killer. Campbell starts sneezing in her office, but has some deer penis in his car for that.
0: Yeah. Which is for uh, your allergies. The deer antlers for your penis. Correct. Uh, Melanie shows Campbell
1: pictures that match the wall shit drawings and says that they were drawn by Uh, oh she says that they were drawn by christopher maynard
0: and she said she recognized him immediately they're very distinctive which they're not they're not at all (laughs) they're really not um so yeah she worked at a prison or something
1: that he was in i guess for a period of time uh cole then finds the closest catholic church to christopher's home address when he arrives at the church Christopher is just leaving Mass, but goes back inside to hold a priest hostage.
0: And I laughed so hard because this is the Stephen Tobolowski guy. This mm-hmm. guy plays such a weirdo goober in like every movie, but he's a, like you kind of feel like he has the ability to be a serial killer in every role that he's in.
1: Definitely.
0: And then this one, he actually follows through with it.
1: Yeah, he comes off like very slow, <laughs> like yeah. like a, like an old man with like a like a seven year old brain. <laughs> Um Cole then gets the hostage freed by simply
0: telling him to leave. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why more uh hostage negotiators don't try this. Like Cole that uh yeah, Cole no sorry, Christopher just has this guy with his gun to him, the priest, and and Cole's just like, Why don't you get out of here? And no, the he's like, just leaves.
1: <laughs> he breaks it up into two parts maybe to yeah. confuse the killer. He's like, Why don't you just come over here real quick so I can talk to you? <laughs> Alright, Leave. Sure. Get out of here. <laughs> And I love it because uh, Christopher has this super confused look on his face. Like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> uh, you can do that? I didn't know you could do that. I don't know. Let's control this situation.
0: <laughs> like Steven Seagal has the whole tone and tenor in this scene of like a guy who's like throwing a small get together and like his brother comes over and is screwing it up. And he's like, hey, hey, uh, Johnny, come here. Let me talk to you real quick. Hey, dude, um, you know, I love you. You're my brother, but you got to go, man. You're really screwing this up. Okay. Like you got to get out of here, and he's like, "All right, cool," and he like takes off. Like he's trying to, he, the whole thing's like he's trying to not embarrass somebody that's ruining a party.
1: Right, 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 right. Um, so Christopher, uh, Christopher says he didn't kill Cole's ex-wife, or the Russian with fake tits.
0: And then uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones pops out and says, "I don't care."
1: <laughs> that's good. Um. So Christopher can't decide if he wants to kill Cole or kill himself, uh, but eventually Cole just kills him.
0: He yeah, has- Cole, Cole makes the decision
1: for him. Um, it just goes back and forth, <laughs> like way too long, way too long. Um, he didn't – oh, okay, so this is Cole. Cole didn't want to do it in God's house, yeah. which would make sense if he weren't a fucking Buddhist.
0: There it is. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. He's all religions, Joe. He's all religions at once.
1: What does he care about? Uh, Christian Ju- Judeo-Christian God. Like,
0: I, Unless, he, you know, that's part of all life, Joe. All life is synchro He slits throats like a madman. He uh, has specifically designed credit cards for slitting slits. throats. <laughs> that's right. Which means he either has a credit card guy who does this or he does them himself.
1: Which would be crazier.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that would be, these, these that would be nuttier. Themselves. Maybe that's what he picked up from the Chinese place. Fake razor blade credit cards? Yeah. <laughs> um, the chief arrives
1: and berates Cole for killing their only suspect. Tells him he has a meeting with Internal Affairs in the morning. Mm-hmm. Apparently Cole hold the same stunt in the DeMarco case, which I feel I know very little about. And we're halfway through this movie,
0: Joe, you know what the best part about it is? You don't learn anything more.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> Might as well call it the MacGuffin case. Cause it is just, it is whatever they needed to be in that scene.
1: That is right. Um, Cole then gets a polygraph test, and this scene
0: rules. So, um, yeah. Before he goes in, we find out that Keenan Ivory Wayne's just snitched on him. That's right.
1: He's walking out of the office. He's like, "Would you tell him?" He's like, "I told him
0: everything." I don't <laughs> yeah. Care about you? I met you day before yesterday, and you've been nothing but weird to me. I'm I have still to- pretty sure you've been killing people. <laughs>
1: um. So he's rubbing his prayer beads while he's getting his polygraph. Uh. He also apparently climbed Mount Everest.
0: Yeah, and everybody's flabbergasted by this. Like, they, they asked the control question. That is actually possible. Because they say, like, uh, you know, is your name... What's his first name? Uh, R- uh, James Lieutenant, Cole? James Cole? Are you James Cole? Yes. Did you climb Mount... Jack Cole. Did you climb Mount Everest? Yes. It's like, that's possible. It could be like, have you been to the bottom of the ocean? There's a question you should ask. Yeah.
1: Or like, have you ever lived on Pluto?
0: Yeah. Not Not, have you done this thing that people actually do?
1: Yeah. Um, so he answers every question correctly except the one about killing people outside of the line of duty, which he deems not pertinent to this investigation.
0: <laughs> here's here's what's great though. There's a line of questioning. It says, you know, did you kill Chris Maynard? Yes. You know, blah, blah blah. And then then the guy just off to the side goes, Have you ever killed anyone? It's like he just answered that question.
1: Well, well and then he asked it twice. One of them asks like kind of like have you ever killed anyone
0: it's like um, yes i just said that
1: he's like yeah he's like have you ever killed anyone another cop comes in have you ever killed anyone outside the line of duty
0: and he's like i'm not it's what's well, like a lizard man thing a lizard person he doesn't answer it directly he just says right. that's ridiculous and he just takes off the polygraph which i guess you can do <laughs>
1: he rips the nodes off he walks out he says i'm done uh he storms out
0: without Let's go, answering.
1: and they let him go <laughs>
0: He's getting Brian O'Connor levels of the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah. This seems like a red
1: flag when you want to answer that simple question. Yeah. I think you and I could answer that pretty easily. You ever killed anyone outside the line of duty?
0: No. 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 And we find out that he has killed guys for the CIA before. He was a wet work guy. Right. But that is the line of duty. He should be able to say yes.
1: Or yeah, say no. yes and then explain it. And they'll be okay. like, okay, you're telling the truth. Um, I can't tell whether they believe him Or they think uh, he beat the polygraph, but none of this seems by the book. No,
0: like nobody knows what to do. Yeah, everyone's just confused. They're like, no one's ever stormed out before. No one's ever refused to answer a question and left before. So many people are flabbering. Like his cop style works and he has to go town to town because he just does things that nobody's ever done before. Like as a hostage negotiator, he's like, hey, hostage, come here. (laughs) (laughs) To polygraph test, he's like, I'm not doing this. I'm leaving. The chief's, like, busy flipping through the rule book. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like, can I do this? Um, the chief then <laughs> I like follows... to think the cops work like Air Bud, where yeah. it's like, well, it's not it's not in the rules. It's not in the law. I guess he can do that.
1: I guess it plays. Son of a bitch got us. Yeah. Well uh,
0: done, Cole. <laughs>
1: well done, Cole. Uh, the chief grills Cole in the bathroom, not about lying, not about storming out of the interview, uh, but about pissing off Deverell. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the problem.
0: Yeah. Chief's got to be a devil's
1: pocket. Got to be. Uh, so Cole gets suspended and then he throws his badge in the urinal.
0: This is when I said this is when I thought I went this would be a much better movie and actually halfway decent movie. If instead of Steven Seagal. Bruce Willis.
1: Oh, OK. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. Bruce Willis can do that rate like that calm, But with the rage just like right underneath it. Instead of just looking mostly disinterested like uh, Steven Seagal right. does through this whole movie,
1: right. right? And that line came too quick. Like that's what I noticed. He's like, yeah. Well, he says, "Which did one did you just,
0: just piss in?" Which one did you just piss in? Okay. Yeah, that's 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 a Bruce Willis thing. That that's when I was like, this guy, this needs to. Be, if this was a Chris Tucker Bruce Willis movie, then we'd be cooking.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You need a beat, and then you need a cut of Bruce Willis's face like smirking and walking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Uh, but we get neither of those. So. Christopher was with his church group, we found out, in New York for two weeks. So he couldn't have killed the last two couples. Mm -hmm. The chief now thinks it's Cole.
0: Of course, because what happens is he goes from one major city, New York City, with millions of people. Mm -hmm. And then he works in the murder division and there's murders there. And he's all involved with the murders doing his job. And then he goes to L.A., another city with millions of people. And then when he gets there, there's murders again. That's right. Right. It's but the uh, Joe, yes. Joe, the family man killers, the family man killer started like nine months before, eight months before. Right. So they're yeah. flying out and uh, hanging around for two months and then copycatting him. I guess so. Yeah.
1: They're saying he's copycatting this killer, but I can't figure out. They haven't determined a motive as to why.
0: Because he's a weirdo because he can speak Chinese. That's like, true. that's what all this comes down to is, like, I don't trust him because he speaks Chinese.
1: And also because he's from a place with a lot of murders, which is the Steve Sachs. <laughs> um, yeah. The Steve Sachs thing. Hey, uh, you're from New York, right? Heard a lot of guys got killed in New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never found the murderer. <laughs>
0: No, it was, I heard, I, you know, I heard somebody got killed in New York, never found the murder. And he's like, there's a but lot of people that anything. get killed in New,
1: in New York. He's like, but you wouldn't know anything about that, would you, Sax?
0: <laughs> would you, Saxy boy? You just don't know when to keep your mouth shut, do you, sexy boy?
1: That's right. Um, so Cole investigates the Roslov house. That's the uh, Russian girl with the boobies, uh, where there are an insane amount of birds somehow still alive.
0: Yeah, that's 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 the part I don't get. And they're just fine. None of them look sickly. This girl's been dead a
1: while. And, and these birds, like, I remember my sister forgot to feed a bird
0: for, like, 36 hours and it died. Like, <laughs> they need food a lot. <laughs> well, Joe, here's the thing. We don't know how many birds they started with. We just know how many birds they have now. <laughs>
1: that's true. Real Donner situation for the yeah. birds over there. Uh, The serial killer arrives, okay? And he attacks well the serial killer uh, that's that's copycatting mm-hmm. and attacks Cole and then lets the birds out and then he runs off like that's the whole point of what happens here.
0: Yeah, he just, he just bites, distracts Cole. The birds get out, they're all over the place, and then he just decides to leave. And then he's then he's good, yeah. And and here's here I have one small gripe with this this scene, Joe. At 50 minutes and two seconds into the movie, it is dead of night. At 50 minutes and four seconds, it's about 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just night, 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 day. Like, when they start to fight, it's day. That's
1: right. Uh, So Cole finds a plane ticket. A uh, big clue here. Finds a plane ticket to Moscow paid for by Deverell Industries.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't um, know. Maybe use cash. Maybe. Yeah, if you're going to do, like, illegal shit. <laughs> maybe don't have a paper trail. That's just me. Or you buy it yourself and say, hey, you show up up here and we'll get HR to reimburse you. It's fine. We got a
1: form. That's right. Um, Baldyguard is the killer. (gasps) We find out. Who knew? And we have a half hour left to uh, fart around. (laughs) Uh, Campbell is watching Casablanca in a movie theater. So we get this important scene (laughs) to kill some time. Yeah, Uh, this,
0: this, this this scene doesn't need to exist.
1: Yeah, he's watching Casablanca in a movie theater and crying. Okay. Remember he said he
0: didn't cry during movies. But apparently this movie theater in 1996 is just showing Casablanca in the middle of the day. This is L.A. I guess he found a little artsy theater. Actually, if it's if it's L.A., I wouldn't be shocked if there's a theater that like only shows Casablanca. Only Casablanca, yes. <laughs> yeah, only Casablanca. Yeah. Only Casablanca And then it's like uh, UCB, you know, like third location at night. <laughs> like that's this, right. Yeah, this is what they do. <laughs>
1: um, So Cole sneaks up behind him and tells him that he thinks there's a copycat that's trying to frame the family man while getting rid of some people. Yes, Jeff.
0: How does he know where he where Keenan Ivory Wayne's is?
1: That's a red flag, don't you think?
0: <laughs> There's no cell phones. It's not like he texted him to ask where he was. He couldn't call him to ask him where he was.
1: Not a lot of tracking. Not a lot of GPS tracking going on at this time.
0: He's in a movie theater that he that Cole heard him say offhand once is his favorite movie. Right. And he just shows up and and he finds him in the movie theater like first shot. I like to think he, he walked up behind of a lot of bald black guys. It was like, Excuse me. Oh, so sorry. I thought you were I thought you were my partner.
1: <laughs> well, it, no, he got confused because uh uh Campbell says he doesn't cry. So he only went up to people who didn't cry.
0: Yeah, and then he was like, Well, there's one man left crying. That can't be him. <laughs> Campbell, why would you lie to me about crying? <laughs> Though we had
1: a I thought we were closer than that.
0: We're partners. Look, I know I told you, I didn't tell you that maybe I killed my wife. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> but I thought we moved past that.
1: Um, So maybe Roslov was a translator. Okay, this is where we get them breaking down kind of maybe what could have maybe happened.
0: And so, is this where in the middle, Campbell's like, this is way too complicated.
1: No, no, no. That comes later. That's later. Uh, he says, maybe Roslov is a translator. Or no, I'm saying, maybe Roslov is a translator. Maybe she was a chemical weapons mule. Maybe that's how she got bone cancer. But one thing is for sure, this all has something to do with the fall of the Berlin Wall. Correct.
0: <laughs> it all goes back to the wall, Joe. It always does. Uh,
1: this scene ends with the most pointless back and forth about whether or not Cole has seen Casablanca.
0: Hint, he hasn't. Joe or has he? Joe, I love this part <laughs> okay. because this seems like something I would do to somebody. Just, okay. to, just to mess with them. So here's here's the exchange, and um so Keenan Ivory Wayans and Steven Seagal get out of Casablanca, and um S- Steven Seagal says it's a good movie, like asking, he says you've never seen Casablanca. Steven Seagal says you're asking me if I've seen Casablanca, have you? You've got to be kidding me, me never seen Casablanca. <laughs> well have you seen Casablanca? No. Done. <laughs> End. <laughs> Scene over. Right. <laughs> it is incredible. He gets so indignant, and he's just no. Right. I think Simon Segal is great. This movie is terrible. It is, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> but for our purposes, I think Segal is fascinating. Like, would is you this... rather have this or like Dead Behind the Eyes, Paul Walker?
1: Oh, this a million times over.
0: Exactly. That's what it's I'm saying. Like, Paul close. Walker sucked to watch. Paul Segal Walker is amazing.
1: Yeah. Paul Walker is a dry tuna sandwich
0: on on wheat, three weeks in a row. (laughs) Psychosis. Never eat the same sandwich three weeks in a row.
1: (laughs) No, is this what I did? Is uh, Seagal, the guy that I said, feels like a kid um, just learning how to swim, trying to keep his head above water? (laughs) I don't know. It's about one of our actors, but like it's it's.
0: I, that might be it. That feels that feels like Seagal, like he barely has a grasp on how to, like he's barely getting through every scene.
1: Yeah, it's just fun watching him learn, really. Um, or not learn, just struggle. Uh, Deveril has a meeting at his house with Smith, where mm-hmm. Smith reveals that Cole used to work for him. Yep. Uh, back then, he was known only as the Glimmer Man, due to the accounts of all the people he murdered in the jungle.
0: Yeah, so we went from last time, I was like, so he's doing, like, CIA wet work, like, Russian mobsters is who he was killing, like, Cold War stuff. That's what I thought. Turns out he's just killing people in the jungle (laughs) who are Vietnamese, and somehow all this information gets back to Brian Brian Cox.
1: Yeah, who then somehow creates a name, the legend of the Glimmer Man. Yeah, this
0: doesn't make any sense.
1: Also, do gunshots glimmer? Or are they referring to Steven Seagal's perpetual greasiness?
0: I think it's the greasiness, Joe.
1: I think so, too, because I don't think gunshots glimmer at all. Um, uh, Smith treats himself to Deverell's alcohol and a swim in the pool.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. Smith jumps in Deverell's pool and is like, come on in. The water's fine. By the way, you have to kill your stepson. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't, I
1: genuinely couldn't tell if it was Smith's house or or yeah. Devril's house. That's Devril's house.
0: Smith is like, it's like he's been there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's Deverell's house. For yeah, sure. He's, yeah, but he's like, he like jumps in the pool. He's like, come on, let's let see you can hold our head underwater the longest. Also, you got to kill your stepson.
1: <laughs> no, not only that, but he's like, let me put it this way. The two cops are going to die and one of you or your, <laughs> your son's son going to die. Why back? don't you decide? Come in. The water's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who can touch the bottom first. Right. <laughs> I got some pool toys, and we'll see whoever can grab the most from the bottom. Of the pool. I got squirt
0: guns. Let's play squirt guns.
1: Um, turns out Cole went rogue, uh, then went Buddhist. Mhm. Uh, and as we just said, Smith orders that hit. Uh, hits on Cole, Campbell, even
0: Johnny. Remember him? Yeah, Johnny, way back from the beginning. That's a callback. Like twenty characters ago. <laughs> Hey, Joe, do you know what that character's that actor's name is? Johnny Deverell is played by Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Strong. There you go. I know where they got
1: the name. Um, Johnny Strong, is that Arnold's son? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Guard sneaks into Campbell's apartment, tries to stab him, and fights him, and then sets the apartment on fire. They both escape before it blows up because of a gas leak.
0: He, Baldi Guard, kills everybody with a silenced pistol from across the room with shot aim. <laughs> but the cop he's got to sneak up on and stab in the top of the head. That's his plan? <laughs> That's true. So what happens is, is uh, Keenan Ivory Waynes is going through phone records. And he's just going he's, – he's trying to cross-reference who called who and all this stuff. He finds
1: stuff. the same number multiple times.
0: Yeah. And so he he's like – he's you can tell he's been doing it for a while. So he, like, puts it down and, he like, stretches and he puts his head back. When he puts his head back, he sees a knife above his face that's about to stab him. So his plan was not to slit his throat. It was to put a knife into the top of his head. That was that Baldy Guard's plan. After we see him dead shot aim from across the room, just, just takes out. That's the, be
1: the hardest thing too and i know like there unless have been it's boobies. a baby oh, that's true that's <laughs> what the soft spot is that's fucking dark huh? <laughs> holy shit that came out of left field um but yeah no that's gotta be the hardest place to stab someone and actually penetrate like it's just gonna yes. slide down
0: yeah it's gonna like yeah it's gonna come off it's gonna shrink off the side of it right yeah, it'll,
1: it'll scalp him a bit, but it ain't gonna fucking... Yeah, case.
0: we watch this guy be an expert killer all movie long, and then he tries to stab a cop in the top of the head.
1: Yeah, he's pulling this uh, rookie league shit. Um, Campbell falls multiple stories, okay? He jumps out of his window. He falls multiple stories through a car roof and survives. We talked yeah. about that in the trailer episode.
0: And this, his whole apartment catches on fire because a TV falls. That's what happens. Because I guess his apartment, what he does when he comes home, he has a squirt bottle. It's full of kerosene. And he just covers everything <laughs> in his apartment in a fine mist of kerosene. Because there's this spark, and then all of a sudden the entire apartment's on fire. Well, Jeff, everything but the case of deer antler penis. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> the cardboard box full of deer antler penis is safe.
1: Um,
0: no, so deer antler for you. Deer for antler. Year. That's right.
1: Um. Also, his Casablanca poster is ruined.
0: Yeah, so that's the end of the movie. Because he he tried to, he jumped out the window because he saw his Casablanca poster was ruined.
1: That's right. Uh, Miller and Russo from Internal Affairs arrive at Cole's house in the middle of the night. Cole sees the Russian mob tattoo on the forearm of one of the drivers, or of, of the driver. Because
0: the guy is terrible said, at hiding it. Right. <laughs> he just, like, lifts up and, like... It goes th- to, like, the middle of the back of your hand. Right. And yeah. he just, like, lifts up and adjusts the rearview mirror.
1: Right. Uh, I said more like Milkiv and Ruski, am I right? Got him. Brat. Done. Internal, <laughs> Next page.
0: Internal <laughs> Uh,
1: Cole grabs one of their guns, pistol whips both of them multiple times, and again, it's just
0: like... <laughs> it's just him just, like, shaking a gun around.
1: Uh, this is all happening in a moving car, Okay. Cole then takes control of the wheel while fighting, smashes into some, yep.
0: The whole timeout before that, one of the guys shoots the gun next to Cole's head 11 times. (laughs) Did it have a silencer though? No, Uh, the gun is like a quarter inch from Cole's ear and it goes off 11 times. Cole is deaf in one ear now. There's no (laughs) way around that.
1: I mean, I assume from the speech impediment that he was fully deaf in both ears. That's possible. Uh, so anyway, he takes control of the wheel while he's fighting these two dudes, smashes into like, uh, I don't know, some building that's being built, uh, like scaffolding. Yeah, he uh, goes
0: through, he goes, he destroys a warehouse.
1: Yeah, and destroys some other stuff. Then he flips the car or the car gets flipped.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, then he bails from it right before it hits a gasoline truck. And explodes. <laughs> and explodes. couple things. One, they love to go through glass in this movie yes this car goes through glass keenan ivory wayans goes through glass steven Segal right. goes through glass
1: uh the the bodyguard from the restaurant goes through the glass to
0: glass another thing the way the car flips so there's a parked car and he sort of skims the front corner and that's how he flips his car right because the tire and tire it flips it it's it it happens my question to you joe what happens to the car that he hit
1: uh, it stays still.
0: It exploded, Joe. Oh, it exploded! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. So he hits his car, flips. The car he hits just <laughs> explodes. The car, I okay. If you don't know, I did auto auto estimating. The uh-huh. car he hit might not even have been total, depending on how hard or uh, how old it was. Okay. It might have been repairable. But skimming off of the quarter panel <laughs> makes the whole thing explode.
1: <laughs> That's great Well, it's one of those race cars It's got that Nas on the back
0: I guess, yeah, I guess it's got Nas It's like Brian's car from Fast 1
1: That's right um, Okay, but after all of this This gas truck explosion everything. I don't know if you noticed this He runs oh, like a weirdo he runs like a <laughs> psycho <laughs> It is the worst run I've ever seen The only one that comes even close Is the daughter and Taken Will also runs like a psycho. But
0: but he's like he's, he he's runs just... he runs like shoulders don't move, but like <laughs> got no like so imagine your shoulders your shoulders and your elbows are like stuck in place, but the rest of your arms aren't. That's how he runs. And if I got far away, it's because I'm standing up and doing this into the camera.
1: And he lifts his legs so high. <laughs> yeah. He's running like each individual leg is running. It's insane.
0: Best part of the movie by far. This is the, how you remember, I know you do, Stuart from, S, uh, from Mad TV. Yeah. This is how Stuart would run. Yes, it's a Stuart run. <laughs> it's yeah. how Stuart would run. I paused the movie and I laughed for probably <laughs> five minutes of that scene. Because he, he, that's the only real effort he expends this whole movie is running down right. the alleyway. <laughs> yeah, it's not like someone who overacts throughout the whole movie. It's a guy putting in
1: minimal effort for an hour and 15 minutes to this point, And then he's
0: just like, <laughs> he just flails his arms. It's yeah, this is Joe. This is action star Steven Seagal. Oh my God. Former stuntman. I just want to point that out. Action star. Karate expert. Steven for- Seagal former stunt coordinator like he was a consultant they saw him doing stunts and were like we need him to run our stunts and they're like (laughs) i like to think the first day on his first job like hey seagal get over here real quick (laughs) he like runs like that and they're like oh god (laughs) what have we done
1: i'd like to introduce yeah the producer of the movie is like like or um or no, the director is introducing him to the producer. He's like, yeah. hey, Stephen, would you like to come over here? We just paid this guy a lot of money. He's the best in the business. Stephen, why don't you come over here? <laughs> he's like, <"God> damn it! <laughs> I'm never working in this town again.
0: All right, what would be better? He's like, again? <laughs>
1: <Right>? <laughs> Not again. Uh, so Campbell digs. Uh, we're back to Campbell and his wrecked apartment. And he's digging through his apartment wreckage. Cole arrives and makes fun of his unscathed box of de- powdered
0: deer penis. Yes, which then, did not unscathed. I mean, no burns. Cardboard box in the middle of the room of just a full, Yeah, full cardboard box. Room is just burnt around. It's like the Daenerys Targaryen of boxes. Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should be bowing
1: to this box.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's the the breaker of chains.
0: Yeah, the, the corrector uh, the,
1: of allergies.
0: The the worker of the uh, the enhancement of uh, male male yes
1: uh campbell discovered a uh okay campbell discovered a lead in this case Mm -hmm. someone called cole's ex-wife ex-wife's house six times Mm -hmm. for only 10 to 15 seconds at a time uh cole is distracted by the concept of free cds this is a major break in the
0: case (laughs) we have who, who may be the killer and um cole is like Hey, so uh, everything you, you own got burnt, right? He's like, yeah, pretty much. It's like, so you don't own anything anymore, right? He's <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, so I got dibs on these CDs.
1: <laughs> yeah, how did the CDs not burn up? They made them. A...
0: He's like, um, these CDs still look good. Which, do you think Steven Seagal and Keenan Ivory Wayne have the same musical tastes? Absolutely not. Unless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unless Steven is trying to, like, do the all thing. Like, he's like. I mean, it's possible. You know? Um, And he doesn't know what to pick out at Tower at that point. Like, he needs, he needs Keenan He he needs guidance. Uh, Also, calls Campbell's apartment a shitbox. So he caps the scene off. Um, He's like, well, it was fine before I met you, you fuck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love, he's like, so my, uh, my, my house that's completely burned up, that's what you're that's what you're saying, right? thats That's what you hate. That's yeah, it was fine last night. Trust me on this., yeah, I didn't live in it like this. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, so Joe, they are I just want to point out they're doing everything off the book right now because this is Cole, where they
1: decide to go off the book,
0: yeah, so they have a phone number and they're like, all right, let's go check it out. They go from phone number to apartment somehow,
1: yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good question. You figured out to check with somebody. Hey, where does this number <laughs> go to. to? Yeah. Um. But anyway, they find the apartment. Campbell and Cole visit this apartment where the calls came from, and find out that it's Johnny's girlfriend's dad that lives there.
0: Yeah, and they they answer the door and are immediately like, "Well, this isn't the guy." Like they take one look at him, and they're like, "This guy's not it." Like they this have their guy guns on. This guy can't
1: lift a body and stick it to a wall. We're good. Yeah,
0: they, like, had their guns drawn, took one look at him. And we're like, eh, this isn't, this isn't in our guy. Yeah. Uh,
1: Johnny's girlfriend's dad says to Campbell, you look like you just came from a riot. Can't tell if that's a callback to a prior line or just some good old-fashioned racism.
0: <laughs> I think it's a, a callback to the uh, the Rodney King riots. So... Right, but there is a riot line earlier on. Oh, yeah, there is. You're right. Yeah, I like, don't know. I can't remember
1: what that was from, but it was like, yeah.
0: Maybe Nikki Cox's dad is the real mastermind behind all of this. Could be. But just put one more level of just n- unnecessary convolution on top of this whole thing. Why not?
1: Yeah, you, you brought us this far. Uh, Johnny's girlfriend, then they, they get her in a room and interrogate her. Um, she admits that Johnny called Cole's ex-wife's husband, who was Johnny's shrink.
0: Everybody following him? that? Mr. Dunleavy. Dr. (laughs) Dunleavy is, yeah.
1: They call him the Dunleaves. But just to be clear, (laughs) it's Johnny's girlfriend admitting that Johnny called Cole's ex-wife's husband, who was Johnny Shrink. Who knew too much. Knew too much. (laughs) Apparently, yes, Johnny knew about Deverell's shady dealings, so Deverell had him committed. Yes. Uh, And, of course, the the therapist knew. Oh, no, we don't find that out yet. So, (laughs) Gamble... Campbell and Cole then arrive at the sanitarium to go meet Johnny. Yeah. Uh, just Again, in time, They just stroll in. They just stroll in. Right. Uh, just in time to save Johnny from an assassin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny, it's not Donald. It's, it's just not Donald. No, it's, so it's one fact. of Smith's boys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Johnny admits that Deverell had the psychologist killed because Johnny told him that Deverell also had the translator with the fake boobs killed.
0: And all of this was for chemical weapons. They need to go from Serbia to the United States to Russia.
1: But we don't find out about the chemical weapons yet. Okay. This is a, this is a plan that unfolds in three parts. Okay. We're in part two. Johnny also tells him that Smith was involved. Okay, so now they have to go find Smith. Um, So Campbell and Cole kidnap Smith, rough him up under an overpass. Okay, here's another thing I want to mention before I get into the final part of this plan. All of this is taking place. This is an hour and a half long movie, okay, with a lot of wasted time. So much wasted time. This part is taking place within 10 minutes, all three of these scenes.
0: They so, screw around with the, the, the bodega, with uh, cr- crying at Casablanca to yeah. just speed through this and just have Johnny be like, okay, so this is the plot of the movie. Right. Let me outline this really quick. Or, well, it's or not Nikki just Hawks. Johnny.
1: It's Johnny's girlfriend to Johnny to Smith. Yes. They all outline the entire thing.
0: Yeah. So it's like, we wasted too much time with this. All right. Somebody just explained the plot of the movie. Cause we did a really bad, again, what's the classic thing? Tell not show Joe. You love right. to do it.
1: <laughs> well, but also like you can tell they were like, well, the director maybe was like, well, we can't make it look rushed with one guy. So let's split it up into three, three, three minute scenes. It's so stupid <laughs> with three different people. Um, so Campbell and Cole kidnap Smith, they rough him up under an overpass. They
0: didn't pal- even make it exciting. Like they could have intercut between the three of them explaining different parts of the plan. Like you get that in action. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> like you get that where it's like Nikki Cox starts off like, "All right, so this is what happened." And then it cuts "Oh, it this leads is what into happened."
1: Johnny. Yeah. And then
0: this is what, and then it goes back to Nikki Cox explaining. It. Like they're all telling They're different all
1: ex- the telling sentence. different parts of a sentence, right? Like they're saying the same sentence. Yeah.
0: And- but no, it's like, "All right, Nikki Cox tells this part, the uh, Johnny it's ridiculous." Exactly.
1: Uh so they shoot him in the leg and the hand. That's that's <laughs> what they do. How they do it. Um, which, by the way, you shoot anybody one time, they'll probably tell you whatever they want to get to a hospital. Like
0: yeah, great when you
1: interrogate somebody.
0: What's great is he's like, I'll never tell you anything. I'll never tell you anything. He's like, all right, well, let me shoot you in the hand. He's like, Jack, Jack, now Jack. Right. I need that hand, Jack. Like immediately he, he. This guy's not very good at bluffing. No. <laughs> He's like, you'll never get anything out of me. He's like, are you sure? He's like, no, I'll probably tell you. Just- <laughs> yeah,
1: like, I mean, I, I was your boss. I do yeah. know what you're capable of. Uh, Smith admires Cole's persistence, even as he's bleeding out. Uh, Smith tells them everything. Deverell is smuggling, chem- smuggling chemical weapons out of Russia. Uh-huh. Smith makes the contacts for him. The deal tomorrow is being brokered by the Russian mob. The deal's going down tomorrow in a welfare motel and the buyers are Serbian freedom fighters.
0: So these these just these chemical weapons go from Russia mm-hmm. to the United States mm-hmm. to Serbia. Correct. I feel like they could just go from Russia to Serbia
1: with with it, there or a representative just
0: carrying or the translator smuggling it to Serbia instead.
1: That's right. Uh, Instead, they're going to go through customs. (coughs) Twice. Twice. Uh, Campbell recorded everything that Smith said. Cole tells Smith to leave him alone, and they leave Smith to hobble to a hospital. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cole then plays the recording for Deverell over the phone, threatens to leak this information to Deverell's important friends unless he gives up Baldyguard. Deverell agrees. Cole then records that. And this is where Campbell asks what we're all thinking. Why does this have to be so
0: complicated? <laughs> <laughs> That's where he asks it. Why is this so convoluted? It's so crazy. And then this is where uh, Cole gives a Han answer
1: and babbles about chess and Sun Tzu's art of war.
0: <laughs> uh, it uh, all stemmed from a Persian general trying to teach his troop strategy of what we now call chess. Which I was like, you know what? I want that to be the history. I don't know if that is the history, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give Stevenson all that. I'm gonna respect that. Sure,
1: why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, Campbell plays Deveril the recording. Oh, he plays the Devril recording for Baldyguard over the phone. So now Baldi Guard is in on on the information here and knows he's he's gonna be sold down the river.
0: So this is what I want to know. Uh huh. This is 1996, and they're just holding tape recorders up to phones. Right. But when they come through on the other end, it's clear and not like...
2: <laughs> through pay phones. That's an yeah,
0: important... Yeah, phones. Yeah. They're just holding recorders up to pay phones to not only play the message, but record the response. Right. So you got to imagine, like, he's, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> for recorders for a that, that
1: Deverell recording has to suck.
0: Yeah. Like, they're, like, in a bar. He's just, like, holding a tape recorder up to the phone in a bar. <laughs>
1: right. It's insane. Um, Deveril Baldigar, this is the final scene. Deveril, Baldigar, and six other men show up at the motel. The front desk then alerts the detectives by calling one of the rooms that they're stationed out mm-hmm. of uh, to signal them. Baldyguard double crosses Devril, calls him a fruitcake. Yeah, really out of nowhere. Yeah, with all the curse, I mean, there's been a lot of cursing and like graphic violence in this movie and nudity. Yeah, <laughs> unnecessary, n- unnecessary morgue nudity. Um, so to call him a fruitcake, <laughs> it just seems kind of
0: it's it's uh, uh yeah time to backpedal. Uh, but shoot- Joe, I would call it positively Shakespearean if That's I were to like- describe it. <laughs>
1: That's what Deverell says, and then he gets shot in the chest for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Because uh, uh, Baldy Guard says, to be, and then he shoots him, and it says, or not to be. Pretty good line. Not That's bad. all right. Like, it, again, different character. That's a line for a different character. So.
1: Yes, yeah. The line is good. Maybe the delivery was not as great.
0: It needs to be a little bit more of an un- unhinged guy. Yes, a, a Gary Oldman. A Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick Cage. Like Gary Oldman would be perfect actually.
1: Gary Oldman would be great in this role.
0: Joe, let's recast Glimmer Man. Let's get done. this off let's get this off the ground.
1: Done. We're remaking
0: this. We just need all the characters all the actors to be twenty years younger. <laughs> <laughs> Except Steven Seagal. Steven
1: Seagal could just come <laughs> back and do everything he's done in this movie. True. Uh, Campbell raises an excellent point. Wait for the henchmen to kill each other, then go in and clean up.
0: Yeah. Smart move. Cole uh, ignores this And kicks open the door And he really doesn't give himself any Like benefit of the doubt He says why don't I ever listen to myself I'm so stupid And then he kicks the door down and starts firing
1: Right with the same motion that he uses To kick guys off of ledges He's got one kick And
0: it's the most athletic thing he does in this movie Including when he runs That's right uh,
1: He actually lifts his legs up Higher to run than he does to kick, to a guy kick. In the chest. Yeah Yeah uh, Cole kills five guys, then BaldyGuard kills
0: Devril. Just shoots point him in the head. Blank middle of the, forehead, middle middle of the forehead. I just want to point out what great aim BaldyGuard has throughout this entire movie. Yes. Up up to a point. Up to a point, yes. yes. Uh,
1: except when it's targeting one of the main protagonists. Yes. Uh, BaldyGuard uses one of his men as a human shield to escape and then leaves. Uh, but it's at that point, it's still two on two. So I'm not entirely sure why he's wasting one of his guys to go two on one. At that yeah,
0: point. he's he's really doing a, uh, not a great uh, Sun Tzu move here.
1: Yeah, not not good math uh, going into that. So Campbell points a gun at children and then tells them to go home. <laughs> that was an interesting little, little scene. Uh, then he gets shot in the shoulder and falls out of a window
0: yeah um so. it's um it's so thing yeah yeah he's hanging
1: now off of a building. He's been shot in the shoulder, falls out the window. Cole uh, he calls for Cole. Cole then gets on the roof, repels down the side of the building to save Campbell, and breaks through the window of an old woman's apartment. They both do, okay Then Baldyguard tries to leave. But uh, the doors are locked with a Mm -hmm. chain, so he can't go anywhere. Uh, Cole then arrives without a gun, disarms Baldyguard with a series of slaps. Yes. Okay? Correct. Uh, This final fight is 90% slaps, okay? Yes. Just slap fighting. Both of these guys. Uh, Then Cole says, here we are. Oh, (laughs) let me do Cole voice. Here we are. You know, when you wake... You know, when you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror, I think you're probably happy. Please do what you see. And that disturbs me. So I'm going to I'm gonna take it on as my responsibility to make sure that you never get to look in the mirror again. And then Baldy guard says, I woke up happy. I'm going to bed happy. Because you're going to be dead. Hear that, Jeff? That's the sound of writers giving up.
0: <laughs> I, there's a lot of... Um... Am I am I going crazy or did we skip past when uh, Keenan Ivory Wayne's almost drops two kids?
1: No, I said that. He, oh, okay, uh, okay. He's got okay. two
0: kids. Yeah, he almost drops them, and then he gets mad at them. Showdown yeah, on get out of here. And then Cole puts together a whole rig for rappelling with like carabineers and like the ropes like tied over, and all you see him do is pick up a rope and throw it over the ledge, a, a beam. Right, like He throws it over the <laughs> beam, and then he's got everything else ready to go in a split second.
1: Yeah, he doesn't tie it up anywhere to secure it no, or anything. No, he just, just tosses paying. it. Um, So in reality, he just drops past.
0: <laughs> in reality, he just
1: slides. He just down. drops past Campbell, and Campbell's like, uh, oops. Um, So we get some more slap fighting. Baldyguard Guard is getting wrecked in this fight, okay? Not even standing a chance, and his half his face is just, bloody at this point yeah. um cole then taunts Baldyguard while he's kicking at him and it, it i can tell like they're trying to have fun with this but it ruins any sense of da- danger in the scene like i feel no stakes here whatsoever mm-hmm. because like he's just like going like this to every kid take your flex. best shot take your best shot no i said your best shot come on
0: and then joe and then the best line in the whole movie uh
1: i might have it hold on uh Okay, what's the best shot in the whole movie? Or the
0: boring. best.
1: Shot the boring. Boring. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> That's right. So Steven Seagal's fight in Baldi is just like boring. Boring. Like, yeah. 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 Like uh, Alicia Silverstone
1: and <laughs> clueless. Um,
0: yeah. Like clueless. as if.
1: Uh. So then Cole and Baldyguard start choking each other in the climax of this fight scene. Like they're just one's got their hands on their neck. The other's got the hands on the other neck. It just goes back and forth between the two, choking each other and yelling in each other's faces. Um, Cole then throws BaldyGuard through a window. And he yeah. says, You don't look like you're going to be waking up happy now. And the camera pulls back to reveal BaldyGuard impaled through the head on a gate.
0: Yeah, with like the spike going through his mouth.
1: The <laughs> bottom. Yeah, the bottom of the uh, jawbone.
0: Yeah, and um, we get so I think in this fight between Baldyguard and uh, Steven Seagal, they're like, "You gotta bleed at some point." He's like, "I don't bleed." He's like, "Dude, you gotta bleed. You're fighting all this." He's like, "Fine, I'll bleed right before I kill him." Because there is he's clean, and then Baldyguard gets one punch off, and then there is just blood just streaming in two lines out of his nose.
1: Right, but but it was part of his contract that he would be unaffected. During yeah, he did
0: not he care. Like, he was like laughing. Yeah, right. And uh-huh. my reaction they did this, right? Cuz I was like, why did this guy just fall out of a window and die? Like, Keena Ivory Reeves fell out of oh, oh right. <laughs> impaled through a spike, never mind.
1: Um yeah. Yeah, dude, this movie is graphic. I don't know if they're like they're like, hey, the kids like like Mortal Kombat these days. We need to have some like gruesome deaths. But there's some unnecessarily gruesome deaths in this movie. Completely. Uh so then the cops arrive. Bodies are carted uh, carried out of the building we get a helicopter in the background All of the stuff This scene is starting to Good start on that final scene uh, Chief apologizes to Cole And Campbell That's the one you missed Where the chief apologizes oh, yeah. you got, I guess you were right um, So he apologizes to Cole and Campbell Oh and Campbell is hurt But he's going to make it That's another big one
0: Yeah he's, he's, he's going to make it And he says don't call me
1: That's So Here's here we go Campbell says, ever since you started being my partner, this is basically the last line of the movie, ever since you started being my partner, I've been beat up, blown up, shot, kicked out a window, all my worldly possessions burnt to a crisp. Basically, I'm homeless. Not one good thing has happened since I met you. Cole responds, yeah, but you got to try powdered deer penis. That should count for something.
0: I would jump out of that gurney and strangle him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the best part about the the apology from the chief, that he didn't actually give him an apology. He no, says, he I owe you an apology, Jack. You're I'm not, not. going to get it, but I owe it to you.
1: That's right. He's like, oh, boy. No, yeah. He says something like, uh, as if, or like, boy, a man can dream, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something
0: huh? like that. And then... He says, uh, Keen Ivory Wayne says, forget you know me, Jack, as he gets loaded into the back of an ambulance. And what happens?
1: Ambulance doors close. Campbell is reiterating that he wants Cole out of his life completely as the ambulance drives off, pulls away on a, on a uh, tracking shot, a reverse track shot from Cole as 90s rock plays in the background, That's baby. right. Bulletproof. Nah, 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 nah.
0: I feel like I get partial credit for the way the scene played out the shot was different but the final scene i feel like i feel You're expecting like expecting
1: more of a bird's eye view
0: yes but i feel like i get partial credit for that
1: you definitely do yeah yeah you yeah. get a lot of partial credit in this movie i'm gonna give you a solid 70
0: okay i'll take that i'll take that so joe yes before we started watching this movie i couldn't figure out a good place to put in this fact but it is an amazing steven seagal fact about this movie okay so there's a, there's a day where Steven Seagal is in his trailer while they're filming this movie. Mm-hmm. And he won't get out of his trailer. He won't get out of his trailer. He won't get out of his trailer. And um, when he finally gets out – and Keenan Ivory Wayne is getting furious. like, Because he's holding – it's like two, three hours he's holding up the, the, the movie right? And, and all this stuff. And so when he finally comes out of the trailer, Steven Seagal's like, oh, you know, I'm really sorry. I was just I, – I got caught up. I was reading the best script I've ever read. And Keenan Ivory Wayne's like, who who script? Who wrote it? He goes, I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> he was reading his own script and was two hours late to shooting that day because of it. Does that
1: movie exist?
0: I doubt it, or maybe please
1: it's, tell me it's ticker or tricker. That would be
0: amazing. I don't know what it is, but apparently, so I, when I was looking into that story, I guess it's a, I guess it's something that Steven Seagal says a lot. Okay. Which I don't know if it's better, but that's such a great go-to line of like, oh, I was just reading the best script I ever wrote or I ever read. I wrote it.
1: That's amazing,
0: Jeff. Do you like it or I, do you love it? I love it, Joe. I love it. This is an incredible, uh, an incredible feat of uh, cinematic mastery, Joe. That I yes. sure, I'm sure will only be bested by next week's movie.
1: Yeah, well, I got to tell you, Jeff, we're off to a good start, because I enjoyed this movie as well. Very fun to watch. It's it's because uh, I think we've developed a bit of a, a tier here, like a tier structure. There are the movies that are like the assignments that are just bad, not fun to watch, not fun to review, not fun to take notes on. No. Then maybe like a little bit above that, there's like movies that are not good and and not fun to watch, but we managed to make it kind of fun and funny uh, by noticing some things. Then right above that, there's movies that are whatever, palatable, normal movies. Then there are movies that are bad, but awesome. And I think this movie belongs in that highest tier.
0: With the Marcini movies. Yes. With uh, Where does Guns a Akim- Guns Akimbo isn't super bad. It's not that bad.
1: Guns Akimbo is almost out of this structure because it actually could be a good movie.
0: Yeah, it needs some tweaks, but it, it could be a good movie. But, um, yeah, but, like, Hercules in New York falls under that category. That's, that's right, yeah. Uh, After Earth was just a disaster. That's a more of the assignment, I would say. You put that with the assignment? Okay, yeah. Where does 300 go?
1: Almost outside of this, because It's I with just Guns Akimbo. It's yeah, a Guns Akimbo.
0: Guns Akimbo and 300 are both, they're overwrought, is they're what flawed. it is. They're flawed. Yeah. They're flawed. They're over, they're, they're, they're too much. Yes. They needed an outside editor to take a look at him. And yes, be like, well, scale, it back a little bit. scale it back a little bit. It's not, yeah, the assignment is just, like, trash.
1: Yeah, along with After Earth, I would say. Both Joe, we those do are abject
0: garbage. A, we could do this for a decade, and that would be the worst movie we watched the whole time. And not the worse, is it, like, yeah, not worse as in, like, worst movie, because ha-ha-ha, that's what we do. Worst is in, like, I hated that movie. Least fun. <laughs> I had that, I hated that movie with every... Fu- the only thing I liked about that movie was yeah. when Monk and Sigourney Weaver were, like, throwing the bird at the audience. Or they were like, do you feel better now? <laughs> right. At the end, the last scene. Yeah, like, do you feel better now? You've unleashed your burden. So, all right, so... No.
1: I was going to say, those movies... Uh, the assignment and after earth they're the cinematic equivalent of a root canal
0: <laughs> oh god yeah that's that's a good um analogy you gotta get through them what's uh what's uh hercules in new york is that the doc giving you the nitrous and then just letting you hang out
1: absolutely yeah. that's <laughs> the doctor giving you nitrous and then he's like banging the the assistant in front of you you're like wait what's going
0: on <laughs> what is happening Oh, boy. All right. So I think that'll do it for this week's episode of the Reactionaries podcast. If you like what you heard, please rate, review and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. If you didn't like what you heard, just subscribe. That's all that matters to me. Next week, we will be back with 2001's Ticker as Steven Seagal September continues. And Ticker is available on Amazon Prime. And here's the uh, rundown of it. After a San Francisco detective's partner Is murdered by Northern Irish terrorists the officer, joins, the officer joins the bomb squad In order to bring them to justice So the bomb squad is going to enact International uh, Interpol justice sort of deal But Jeff, I can't fight the IRA <laughs> but, Joe, but Joe, I can't fight In Ireland In Ireland I will to say.
2: And now I have everything And I want you to stay No matter what tomorrow brings